Match week 16 and 17. It was a rough ball episode of the Premier League. As many results were decided via penalty on match week 16. Match week 17 had everything from City thrashing leads to Southampton blowing a lead. Both match weeks had cancellations galore as COVID strikes many clubs and has certain people calling for postponement of the next couple match days. We'll cover all the matches from the past week and predict match week 18 on this episode of the Premiership Perusal Podcast. Manchester City is still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Back, Fuchs. And the ball in behind Damian Bunny! Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? Now the fans are shouting every week, Louis van Gaal's army! <laughs> Louis van Gaal's army! Feet after a fabulous start, the game just got away from you there. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all. Morse code. Breaking news. It's the Premiership Perusal Podcast. Live. Gotta, gotta start talking like 1930s, man. Ali, can we talk about Brentford versus Watford? What a match. <laughs> a real rouser. A real scallywhacker. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Yeah, this one, you know, this one, decent in terms of entertainment. It's one of those, I was pretty hyped to get started off with the right prediction, and then Watford really blew it in the end. Yeah, that Very that's what hurts the most when you pop into what that. What hurts and... the most? Uh, yeah, we'll start off. Lineups. Fernandez, good. Jansen, Janel. Henry, Nuregaard, Jensen, Baptiste. Ruslev, Wisa. And Boimo. The man, the myth, the legend, Wisa. As far as Watford go, it was Bachman back in net, Ngakia, Trustacon, Cathcart, Feminia, King, Cleverly, Suzoko, Kucho Hernandez, Kuchka, Dennis. Yeah, some uh, rotation coming out of Both sides. Brentford. Mainly Brentford for the COVID. Yeah, they've been struggling with that. I, I mean, what do, you, what do you got for this game? What are your thoughts? This one, it started off a lot of... First off, it, it my hypothesis works for about 95% of Watford games. You can tell right away how they'll be playing. Yes. They couldn't complete a pass if their life depended on it. And about the first two minutes, I was like, yeah, this is going to go bad. First 20 minutes, a lot for Brentford um, in terms of possession. Only like one or two chances, nothing too crazy. A lot of their attacks in this game came from out wide, just in swinging balls into the box, which, I mean... I would be sending balls over the top when I saw Trusta Kong against Leicester City. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> 100% of the time. Um, But then Watford for five minutes pulled it together. They go down, have a chance, don't score, get a corner off it, and once you know it, Emmanuel Dennis. The man who's been carrying Watford this whole season. I like how they like sometime have him as like the winger or the guy in midfield and they have Josh King up front, but lately they've had Dennis more so up front, and they have had King more in 
uh, helping role in midfield. But, yeah, I mean, Watford go in 1-0 at half, and the announcer drops Watford have never blown a lead when leading at half. They've won every game. And I had to text Sam so far this to make season, sure that... Or... Yeah, yeah. I, had to text Every, Sam. I was like, is they this... They have literally <laughs> never blown the lead. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, that must just... How many times have they been in the lead is the question. Probably like two or three. Uh, and one of those was match week one. Yes, yes. Uh, second half, a little more uh, suspenseful, I would say. I'd say good, rousing. good subs on behalf of uh, Brentford. Marcus Force comes on. He ends up, I guess he doesn't get, no, he did get the assist. He got the flicked header on for their first goal. Pontius Janssen scoring it, like I said, from the wide play, whipping balls in. That's mainly how you're going to get to Watford in this one. Eventually around like the 70th minute, felt like Watford was just going to try and hold on for life, and that was very uncomfortable that was the wrong thing to do yes it really was um and then about 90th minute you think Watford have seen it out concede a penalty <sighs> truce to Kong sloppy play didn't need to do it and Boimo steps up takes it slots it 2-1 Brentford over Watford at the death deserved for Brentford in this game it's pretty vital three points for Brentford, you'd say. I wouldn't say you, vital, you gotta, but you it, it's you had you pretty much had to get that. You you do need that. You got to beat Watford. I mean, that's anytime you see that game on the schedule, you're thinking, okay, that's a winnable game. Yeah, that's where you want to be picking up points, especially you know Brentford going through this bit of rough patch. Their their form dropped off a bit as of late, but. Mm-hmm. You know, also with the COVID and the injuries, you want to be picking up your three points when you can get them. Yeah. You never know when you'll have to play a game when you have 12 available senior players or something. True. Yeah, I would say the main takeaways for each side in this one, um, Watford again. Ba- ba- I mean, Bachman looks fine. It's just the defense is yeah not great. And Gaki will have his moments where he's okay, I guess, as like a wide defender, but I just don't. Trust them with that. It really has to go through Dennis most of the time. Sometimes the the rest of the team in midfield can come alive and kind of hold the ball, but not in this one. And as far as Brentford go, you know, it's not saying much because Watford's midfield is pretty non-existent in this one, but the midfield did look better than it had in recent weeks. We saw it early mm-hmm. in the year. It was just killing it, but right. they were stopping Watford from getting anything going in attack, and Norgard had a really, really good game. Yeah, it seems like when Norgard is playing well, that kind of frees up the whole team. Yeah. He does so much work in the midfield. Mm-hmm. But you could still kind of tell they were missing Tony in this one for sure. It didn't always yeah. – it kind of felt a little less like they are likely to score. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't feel quite like that. So yeah. let's move on. Saturday games. Saturday games. City, Wolves, very strange game. Incredibly strange game. Just – just the strangest game. The first half, well, we gotta get to sorry, lineups. lineups first. Yeah, I'm just too excited to talk about this match. Man City, Ederson, Ruben Diaz, Zinchenko, back from the dead. He's looking good out there, too. Laporte, Cancelo, Gundogan, Rodri, Silva, 
Sterling, Jesus, and Jackie Grealish. Super Jackie. Coming in for Wolves, you got Jose Sa, Cody Kilman, Saiz, back three, Aitnuri, Neves, Semedo, Matinho, and then Donker up front, Jimenez, and Traore. Your guy. The oily man. So getting into this game, the first half was pretty much just Wolves trying to make the game as, like, stop-start as possible. I mean, there wasn't really any flow to this game in the first half. It was like Wolves would be defending and then maybe win a free kick and they'd just, like, milk that for, you know, a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and just not letting City get the momentum going. Yeah, this was one of those ones I I watched... And by watched, I mean I threw on, and it kind of was just in the background as I was doing some stuff. It seemed like Wolves was just in a constant state of defending in this one. Yeah. Whenever I was looking at it, Man City was able to really pick passes as they liked. Their passing lately has just really been mm-hmm. on point. It's been it's mainly been the finishing for City that's yeah. They're not taking their chances as well as they should. I feel like. Yeah, definitely, and something. Too for Wolves, they had a couple of injury stoppages that also disrupted the game. But then, one of the stranger the things main... you've ever seen in the Premier League happens in in the forty fifth, uh, so forty yeah forty five plus one yeah. Or so Jimenez gets a yellow card for a a tackle that. Quite frankly, was not a yellow card tag. No. It would be if it was maybe later in the game or if he had like three or four before that. Yeah. Which he hadn't. Yeah. It was I, really I not know. that bad. Yeah. And then he has a complete mental lapse, <laughs> stops the free kick from being taken, and in 48 seconds he has achieved a second yellow card and was sent off. But he clapped the away fans and they cheered for him so it's all good it is good wolves now so it goes into halftime nil nil and then after that it was kind of all city just putting on the pressure i mean city were putting on the pressure anyways but then you know up a man it's gonna be hard for wolves you can't really hold on for 45 minutes against against city City, yeah you're just I mean, it's a matter of luck if they don't score at that point. They tried their best. Uh, Gundogan had an attempt, cleared off the line. Yeah, Connor Cody. By Cody, that was pretty nice. I think that's like his second or third one of the year, it feels like. Probably like third or fourth, actually. He's a very clutch man. Yes. And then, 64th minute, penalty awarded to City. A very questionable handball. Off the armpit. On Joe Montino. Yeah, the the armpit <laughs> into like the bottom of the sleeve, which I thought they said, you know, the, the sleeve up, like that's not handball. Yeah. So I'm confused. It hits his armpit and then hits his sleeve. Like where is it the handball? Don't ask me. I would, I'd be more inclined to agree with City about the penalty call if Roz wasn't diving out there like yes. 10 minutes before. And then complaining, I forget who it was. He was complaining that someone went down soft on Wolves. It's like, you you literally have no right to <laughs> king, say that. King dive yeah. <laughs> of the Premier League. So that one ends 1-0. City get the victory. A bit unfortunate for Wolves. 
Yeah, their one chance was pretty much at the end. It was the Kilman header, and it was a good save by Adairson. Yeah, he came up when they needed him. Yeah, but going forward for Wolves, I mean, you know, you finally, well, we'll get to it, but they finally score after this game. But just a rough form of attack lately. And then you got to play Liverpool and Man City. Yeah, not good. Not good. You got to capitalize that. As far as City go, maybe a little lucky to get a point, or uh, three points rather, rather than a point. But we'll get to the other rivals as they were pretty lucky as well. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was undeserved. It was it was just a little fortunate. fortunate. Yeah. But overall, they were more deserving of the points. Oh, for sure. Moving on to a wonderful game. Wonderful game by whose standards? I'm not going to name names, <laughs> but one half of the podcast was very happy. <laughs> That's right. We're talking about Arsenal Southampton. Getting into the lineups. Arsenal, Ramsdale, Tierney, White, Gabriel, Tommy Yasuo in the midfield, Thomas Partey, Granite Jaka back from the dead. Yep. Played the 90 against Everton. Back for another 90 Pretty against Southampton. Pretty insane that they're just like rolling Throw him out, out there. there. Get out there. Doesn't matter. Um, Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, Lacazette. Where's Aubameyang? Aubameyang has <laughs> been exiled. He's <laughs> voted off the island. Excuse me, Mr. Aubameyang. The tribe has spoken. Coming in for Southampton. Oh, Willie. Chelsea legend, 40-year-old. Willie Caballero on the emergency <laughs> contract. Malaga legend, Chelsea legend. Absolutely. City legend. Status. This is like kind of what kicked it off for the Premier League. You knew things were going havoc when we <laughs> brought Willie Caballero, Willie Caballero comes out of nowhere. for Southampton. Uh, Walker Peters, Jack Stevens, Jao Livramento. Val. Val. <laughs> we start calling Val. Um, Ward Prowse. Nathan Redmond, Tella, and Diallo, and then Armstrong Ambrosia partnering mm-hmm. up front. So this was an interesting one because Southampton had a decent start, I would say. Yeah, well, we talked about coming into this game how both these teams like to start fast. They like to really enforce the uh, chaos factor early in the game, kind of buzzing around, make the other team try and make mistakes. Um, Southampton's did start strong. They had a few shots, a few chances early on. Um, in Southampton fashion, they weren't able to capitalize on it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Arsenal wasn't really in the game that much up until the goal. Yeah. 21st minute, Lacazette scores after just a beautiful team play. It wasn't even bad press, honestly. It was just really good team play by Arsenal to break the press, and then exactly. once they had it, it was a matter of you're going at like two or three Southampton guys. Yeah, that was kind of like the picture-perfect ideal playing out of the back, beautiful goal. You know, that doesn't happen very often. It's the it's the Arsenal way. It's the Wenger style right there. Yeah, that was uh, a good finish from Lacazette as well. And then they uh, pile on a second one. Tierney gets the ball into the box after kind of a, a a loose play, maybe. Loose play is one way to put it. Um, 
I think the main thing it came down to is Jack Stevens, I think, had a lobotomy five seconds before the play and, like, didn't know where he was. And Martin Odegaard was wide open for a header. <laughs> I don't know where. He, like, had no idea that he was, like, supposed to mark. He, like, was under the impression he was a striker that was just, like, in the box and supposed to stand there. Yeah, that was pretty strange how Odegaard just kind of walked into the box <laughs> and it just went ahead. Like, it was bad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Two nil to half. Your guy, Martinelli, who's not really their striker. He's more like a wing, I guess, when you look at the formations. But it feels like He's he pops like up. inverted winger. Yeah, he pops up when Lacazette's dropping deeper to midfield. And once you know it, he bags himself another goal. A scale 1 to 10, how confident are you? in him right now when he's in the starting lineup well that was he didn't score that one it got saved the one-on-one the third Did goal he? was gabrielle d center back oh no i You're was thinking of uh the last game yes yes you know you got gabrielle martinelli and then you got but gabrielle to be fair, the center back gabrielle, he got the assist yes he got the assist unbelievable and that was after gabrielle scored but they called it offside. So, 3-0, Arsenal, cruise control. Does, but answer my question. You, yes. You're feeling really good about Martinelli being in there? You got to love him. I mean, he's the type of player the fans love because he always gives 100%. Even when he hasn't, you know, he didn't play for a good stretch of time. Yeah. Struggled with some injury issues, but, I mean, he's got some huge upside. Who do you drop to get Emil Smith throwback in the lineup? You know, it, it seems like it's kind of between him and Odegaard. They have this competition. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'd be hard to go in. I think it's just a mental thing. It'd be hard to go in without Lacazette because he's just a – you think of him as a nine, just an out-and-out striker, but he's not playing like that. No. Especially lately. I he, mean, they kind of – He plays kind of more as like a, a false, false nine. nine. even a ten. It's yeah. very strange. A ten with like better hold-up play. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think there could be a shout for him to be dropped, but he's playing all right. He's not just – I mean, he scores in this one, but he hasn't produced a ton of goals. He's it's, But that's – you know, that doesn't mean he's not playing well. Yeah. He's doing a lot more off the ball. He's kind of like uh, the Raul Jimenez of Arsenal. Yeah, I I like that comparison. Also not facilitating quite as much, but they don't need him to facilitate as much as Wolves do. So Yeah. Yeah, I think he's kind of helped in <laughs> – Arsenal getting out of their little mini slump there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's the kind of leadership you need, like guys like him and Aubameyang out there. Mm-hmm. Now, now Lacazette <laughs> taking the armband for himself. Oh, man. What did he do with Aubameyang? Can you even offload him? Not on his wages, no. But I don't know. You need to Barca to find a miracle amount of money, and then they can just buy him for That's true. Two, two mil, but they pay his wages. It'll probably end up being like an Ozil situation where we end up paying his wages. But he just sits there. But he goes to another team. He goes to Turkey or something. Yeah, you know, that's the cycle of the Arsenal star. Comes in, he's the savior, and he just keeps popping off, and the team's not doing a ton, and then eventually he becomes the problem when the team's getting better around him. Yeah. And he holds the team back. <laughs> Very strange. It's also strange that it's kind of like reminiscent of the Ozil situation. It's literally the exact same thing. You give him a good contract. I mean, to be fair to Aubameyang, he did a lot more than Ozil did. Eh, 
Ozil was Ozil pretty important had, in had terms of getting Arsenal a Champions good League and of stuff. Seasons, but not not the level of consistency that Aubameyang had. I would say the thing with Ozil was probably that he had more support around him in terms of when Alexis Sanchez was good, yeah. Ramsey was good. They had more players. Giroud mm-hmm. was solid. They had guys around him, Cazorla, whereas Aubameyang's kind of had to do a little more on his own. Yeah. But enough of old Arsenal talk. Let's get... Well, we're talking about the new Arsenal, and that's a 3-0 vi- victory. Yeah, take that, sa- take, take that, Southampton. Take Sam Stutter and take his that. team winning three. <laughs> that was a great win. It, it was definitely a dominant victory. A not-so-dominant victory here. Chelsea leads. Controversial match of the week. Mendy, Rudiger, Silva, Dave, Alonso, Jorginho, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Reese James, Timo Werner, Mason Mount, Kai Havertz. As far as leads go, we're looking Melier, Ailing, Firpo, Urente, Dallas, Forshaw, Roberts, Harrison, Shackleton, Rafinha, Dan James. Just as quick as he came back, is as quick as he left. <laughs> Pat Bamford. He's yeah, you know what he R. got R. the he got the draw for him, and that's all that matters. This one starts off Chelsea looking dominant as usual. With that said, every once in a while, Leeds able to break through. This is a, a first twenty minutes we're talking here. They break through, get, and then they get a corner to no real chances until a penalty. Marcus Alonso gives away a pen. Dan James draws it. It feels like with Chelsea, one thing goes wrong, and it's just a catastrophe for them. Yeah. It's not just like one thing goes wrong and someone loses the ball in midfield and the other team gets a chance and it results in like nothing. It's like, it's it's this. It's, it's Marcus like- Alonso <laughs> with just a dumb foul in the box for no reason. It's like a 100% failure rate yeah it's like what are you doing doesn't happen often but when it does it's a meltdown yes Rafinha steps up slots it one nil leads Chelsea gotta be gonna be a little nervous here gotta be a little I'm a little nervous they come down 42nd minute nice takeaway um leads kind of I wouldn't say that Chelsea like pressed them to start that goal but Sloppy giveaway by Leeds. Chelsea take it back. Some magnificent marking and keeping by uh, Leeds defense and Melier as Mason Mount's wide open at the near post for a tap-in, and Melier's in the middle of the net. You know, Leeds not not necessarily known for their good defense. <laughs> this this is definitely true. Um, This game got really testy. Yes, it did. Especially in- at the end, but even testy. throughout throughout the game, Mr. Furpo is <laughs> Mr. You would think Furpo. he was like a long life Leeds fan the way he was going at these Chelsea guys. Mr. Furpo. And then of course, who other Tony Rudiger than Rudiger oh, the yeah. absolute That's, troll ooh, master class. End of the game. He was getting into it. The wind up merchant. One one at half. You'd probably say Chelsea could have the edge, but one one's not a completely unreasonable result given the terrible foul by Alonso. Um Especially that it's not a one-off thing for Chelsea. Yeah. It just keeps happening. It Over and over. Another penalty. This time, it was Rafinha sliding in, 
gets a decent amount of the ball, but the follow through just completely takes out. I think it was Rudiger. I think he drew both penalties. Jorginho steps up, slots it. It's two one. You get, some people might be thinking, "Oh boy, Chelsea, they got this in the bag." Not they, us. <laughs> no, 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 no. Plenty of time for a Chelsea mistake. Yes. Plenty of time for them to sub off Dave for some reason. Put on Callum Hudson-Odoi. These are all great decisions by Mr. Tuckle. Need some techers. Joe Gelhart gets subbed on for Rafinha. Joe, when- we super Gelhart. He scores. Great ball by Tyler Roberts. God, I feel so good that we're just like fully on the Joe Gelhart train since day one. It always feels one. good. Day one, Joe Gelhart. Oh, geez. <laughs> we're... we're I want everyone to know we're sitting here. We both have Joe Gelhart full fan, kits on. It's the full. It's the not only full kit, but it, we have a sign that says Joe Gelhart fan club neon flashing sign. Yep, that's right. As the game goes on, Chelsea get a pen late after the equalizer. Very late. Ninety fourth minute. Jorginho steps up. You know what he does? He scores it three two. Chelsea. Now, I, this this penalty, though. What about it? I don't, you don't know. You don't think so? I, I mean, I, think, I, I get You know it. what? I, I would say this. I would say this. It is questionable, and solely for the fact that Glick was trying to, like, kick Rudiger and, like, reach for the ball when there's no chance Rudiger's doing anything with it. A.K. He was being a complete idiot, going for a ta- challenge he's never going to get. Yeah, that's that, true. that's deserving that, of a. Pal- I, I can't <laughs> You're argue with that. For it. I can't argue with that. But is it? He went down soft. That's for sure. Yeah, it was. It was minimal contact outside of the box. I don't know if that gets called as a foul. It does for Chelsea for some reason. Yeah, and so. they get a win or another rough ball Absolute, victory for a top three team. Some some. Uh, Scuffling goes on. Oh, God. Extracurriculars. Some fisticuffs. It was all boiling over at Stanford <sighs> Bridge. It really was. You know, I feel a little bad for Leeds, but... I would, but they're in such a sad case of a year, and we'll get to they're it. They're a bit shambolic. And I will say the one with that. The one bright spot in this game, I thought Dan James looked pretty good whenever they were on the ball. Um, Forshaw, probably his best game yet. As far as Chelsea, Mason Mount, it's their Lord and Savior right now. Yeah, is all they he's got. A man going. on fire. Is all they got going for him. Moving on to what do we got now? Oh, the my. Steven Gerrard Derby. This, this was sneaky. I think second most boring game of the week. I'll say it. I agree. I was going to make a point on that, and I might as well now, because <laughs> after the game, everyone was like, "Oh my God! Wow!" Did you watch how how Aston Villa played that game? Incredible! It and was like they Sam literally were, were just defending. Me and Sam were like, "Pew!" It was a stinky game. <laughs> Liverpool had the ball the whole time, and Villa did a good. Yeah, they did a good job setting up shop for most of the game. But it's like they weren't in it. No, you know they were in it defensively, but probably had their best chance. We'll get to it, but their best chance was literally the one where Allison ran out. Yeah, and then like kind of bumped into someone, dropped the ball, and Ings couldn't get to it. and That was their best chance. Yeah. It wasn't even a half chance. I don't know what it I'm was. I'm glad we're in agreement with that. No, this, yeah. I'll Back let you to break square down the one. 
the lineups. Break it down. Liverpool start Allison in net, of course. Van Dyke, Matip, Robertson, TAA in the midfield. You got Fabinho, Thiago, and Hendo. Forwards, Mane, Salah, and Oxlade Chamberlain. Yeah, I don't know. Even though they list him as a forward, it wasn't really like. I don't know. I thought he was. I guess they pretty much possessed. Yeah, I mean, they possessed the ball the whole game, so it doesn't really matter. But, like, he's further back from where Jota and Firmino are normally, so. Yeah. Which is not surprising because that's kind of where he usually gets played more in the midfield. Yeah. For Aston Villa, Emmy Martinez, the Polish Matty Cash, Matish, Matt Target, Kansa, Mings, Douglas Louise, John McGinn, Marvelous. Nakamba, Ollie Watkins, Jacob Ramsey, and who is that? Ashley it's Young. Ashley Young. Up front. <laughs> who needs Danny Ings when you ever got Ashley Young? I actually like that, though. You know, <laughs> I can't argue with it because... He brings a nice dynamic of balance to the team in terms of defense and attack. Yeah, and just a good work rate. Especially when you're playing a team like... Liverpool, when you need a guy who's high work rate, mm-hmm. he's a perfect guy to suit in there. Especially your other alternative, playing Danny Yanks. Danny Yanks is going to do nothing in yeah. this game. We all know it. Yes. Stevie G knows it. Ashley Young knows the be- it. The most he can do is if you hit on the counter, go up 1-0, and then eventually you bring him on in the last 10 minutes to hold up play or get to the corner and hold up play. That's, yeah. that's the most he's going to do. So, anyways, as expected, Liverpool start off the game pretty nicely having most of the ball really kind of pushing back Aston Villa into their own defensive third Aston Villa all they had really was you know maybe the hint of a counter of attack with Ollie Watkins and Ashley Young mm-hmm. which you know it's it's not terrible but it, to say that Aston Villa were in this game yeah it's dishonest um yeah, I guess in the first half, the only real chance they had, that Van Dyke foul. Yeah. But other than that, I, I mean, yeah. nothing really. So Liverpool, they were kind of working it, trying to score. And honestly, yeah, they didn't score, but you're thinking, okay, if they continue playing like this, they'll probably score. Yes. Um, They were in control of the game. Allison, the couple of times when he was called into action, did not look good. He looked very shaky. Yeah, which is strange because he's been playing so well. It's because we said that Allison had the edge on Adarson. We yeah, gave a little jinx that's to right. Liverpool. So anyways, it goes into halftime, nil-nil. Second half. Emmy Martinez, great save on Virgil van Dijk on the near post, keeping out Liverpool still. But then you talk about Jack Stevens having a lobotomy. Mr. Mings. Mr. Mings, what are you doing? Taking out Salah from behind, giving up the penalty after all that hard work. Very you know, disappointing. They get beat. He's going to the end line, but still, it's like he doesn't have a shot. The best thing he can do is a cross, and you're just like, let me fall on top of him. Yeah. And that's <laughs> going to get called 10 times out of 10. Even if you didn't touch him, it'd get called about eight or nine times out of 10. Yeah. That's just how it goes. So, anyways. Yep. Liverpool convert the penalty, Mr. Mohamed Salah. 1-0. 1-0. And then, like you were saying, later on in the game, Aston Villa had a chance the after strange a strange scramble. A scramble 
unnecessarily from Allison. Yeah. There was a hint of a, a penalty shout. Yeah, but, but it then was... if you watch it closely, it looked in real time, it looked more like a penalty than yeah. slow-mo. It's like way after he gets the ball clearly and then they collide and stuff. It's Yeah. yeah. And anytime a guy hits his arm to your leg, like that doesn't really seem like a penalty. No. So Liverpool kind of grind it out, get the 1-0 victory. Good for them. Villa, decent defensive performance. Yeah. But one mistake and that's enough but it wasn't amazing in terms of attack which you wouldn't expect but yeah, especially since the... we were talking liverpool a little out of form in terms of attack last podcast they're just a little sloppy whether it's the finishing or the passing it feels like their sequences aren't just aligning for goals left and right like it was early on but let me tell you something about goals left and right it wasn't this game as this is the most boring game of the week. To the surprise of no one. Norwich, United, break down the lineups. For Norwich, we got Tim Krul, Max Aarons, Grant Hanley, Ozan Kabak, Janulis, Lucas Rupp, Billy Gilmore, Kenny McLean, Plecheta, 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 Timu Puki, and the American Airy himself, Josh Sargent. Coming in for the Manchester United Red Devils, David De Gea, Lindelof, Maguire, Delot, Tellis, Fred, Bruno, Jaden Sancho, McTominay, Ronaldo, and Marcus, terrible haircut, Rashford. Yeah, he's got some, I think I sent that to you, and I was like, what is this dude? <laughs> look he at like this. sprayed yeah, something on top. And... He has macaroni hair. Yeah, he's got that like, Cristiano Ronaldo, ramen noodle. Yeah, disgusting. Back in the day. Uh, really, really uh, Rashford just wants to be like Jossie's artist. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that's his hero. I believe it. 14th minute. Tellez has a free kick. Hits the crossbar. Hits the crossbar. Timmy Kroll, I think, got a hand to it. Possibly. And then, you know, there was really not too much in the first half. United didn't look that great. They looked fine defensively on, like, the two chances Norwich had. I'd say Norwich were able to kind of move fast when attacking is what I noticed. But once it was in the box, it United's defense just poo-pooed. In combination with the fact that they have no real goal-scoring threat. Well, the their, like, second best chance of the first half was that one to Pookie that was like the pass was like it was pretty hard from how close it was but then yeah. it just like the touch went completely awry <laughs> it was yeah. like oh wow nice Norwich yeah so United they, they were kind of doing that thing where they possess the ball well but don't really create too many chances yes 45th minute Tim Krul makes a long range save on the looping header from Mr. McGuire Goes into halftime nil-nil. Timu Puki has a chance. Saved by De Gea. De Gea has been coming up pretty close He's back, lately. I think. Yeah. I think it's a for sure you can say. Man, you fans can come out of the closet. Ones that were saying they should build around him. Not sell him for 90 mil to Madrid in 2018 or whatever. Every time Dean Smith, or not Dean Smith, Dean Henderson's about to come into the team, he's like, well, this is about time I... <laughs> There's only room for one of us in this town. (laughs) And then the moment of the match. 73rd minute. 
Ronaldo, sniper in the building, goes down in the box. Tips over. Taken out by UFC fighter Max Holloway. I mean, Max Aarons. Both. Same guy. Same guy. Win the penalty. What are your thoughts on this? It's raining. He's jostling for position. It's There's a little slippage, perhaps. But he felt the slightest of contact and went down pretty easily, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's one of those where it was probably given, so it's hard to overturn. But I would not have given it. Yeah, me neither. But guess what he does? He doesn't care. He steps up, slots it. And that answers the question. Can Ronaldo do it on a cold, rainy Saturday at Prime Norwich? Primetime game at Norwich, and he does. But, you know, Norwich really had a bunch of good chances, too, in the second half. They probably had better chances than United, I would say. Yeah. That one from Kabak that was saved, mm-hmm. uh, the head had to drop down pretty low. And then, like, the very end, I think, like, 92nd minute or something like that, that back post one was, like, right on the goal line and De Gea cleared it off. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a crime for Norwich to get a goal in this one. No. They could have easily got a point out of it. And Someone should tell them it wouldn't be a crime to get a goal in every game. Might at ins- least. Might inspire them. <laughs> the pace they're going, they're going to need about five a game to stay up. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I mean, it's one of those where it's, this is what we thought from Norwich when they hired Dean Smith, it's like they'll probably be competitive, but the hole they're in, it's too little, too late. Maybe just build for next year, find out which pieces you know you like and can use in the championship. But yeah, you can just see there's just such a black hole in in the goal scoring area. Yeah, they're gonna have to develop someone. It's... Maybe a year in the championship for Sargent can get them something. They need to bring up Charlie Austin. Oh my goodness! Call him in. <laughs> he's Andy the big. Carroll. He's the big Sam of strikers. Yeah. Uh, speaking of black hole and one that you could predict, I don't think either of us did, but we're like, there's a good chance this might be nil nil. Burnley, Classic West Ham, Burnley. Pope, Lowton, Taylor, Tarkovsky, me, Cork, Goodmanson, McNeil, Westwood, Chris Wood, Jay Rodriguez. As far as West Ham go, Fabianski, Shufall. Dawson Jop. What's this guy's name? Masuaku. Masuaku. Lanzini, Bowen, Ben Rama, Sushek, Rice, Antonio. There's apparent issue at West Ham to get the ball to Antonio. And this game was like that issue times 1,000. They couldn't get him on the ball. Yeah, this is, this is those games where West Ham struggle. This is the reason West Ham aren't, like, in first place. Yeah. <laughs> because they struggle against teams like Burnley, where they have a lot of the ball, create chances. It's not as open. score. Yeah. yeah. They're not able to, to really hit on the counter. They got to break down teams. But you could tell from the first whistle, Burnley was up for this match. Yes. They had some good energy. You could tell they wanted to get the ball moved forward fast. Kind of re- reminiscent to that game against Brentford mm-hmm. when they really looked up up for the match. Yeah, I think they they had a chance early on. It was Chris Wood had one. Yeah, Chris Wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eleventh yeah, uh, minute, Masuaku has a volley go just wide, and then twenty sixth minute, Nick Pope, big save, big save against Diop from the set piece. Nick Pope coming back into form. Yeah, slowly but surely, 
His problem is injuries. Yep. He's got to stay healthy. So then 37th minute, Dawson goes down in the box after contact with McNeil after the corner. No penalty given. This one was a little little questionable. Yeah, I, I would still stick with no pen, but I could see the case either way. I think the thing was that the way Dawson was kind of coming in and then the challenge, it, it kind of made it look worse than it really was. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was one angle where it l- really looked like a penalty, but ultimately not given. I think, personally, I would have given it, but they don't get it. Goes into halftime, nil-nil. And then the second half, Nick Pope, he continues yeah. to make some nice saves, really help out Burnley in the clutch moments, keep him in the game. Yeah, I mean... It was hard for West Ham this game. It felt like most of their chances and most of their play was going through Bowen, but it just wasn't really clicking. Ben Rama had some chances. Rice popped a shot at the near the end where it hit like the top of the netting. It looked like it was going to go in upper 90, but yeah, it just wasn't going for West Ham this game. Um, and like you said, they struggle when teams aren't willing to play back and forth, you know, ping pong action, a kind of open play. If they're just going to sit back, it's like, oh. Uh, and that's why that's how you have to get Antonio involved somehow. I get he's best in terms of counter and stuff, but he is an aerial threat. You know, you got to get him some yeah balls he's, to head in. He's really hit a rough patch. No goals in his last seven or eight games. Tough After sliding. he had that great start, great start. But Burnley had a great moment. Vidra, with the classic Vidra moment, goes for the spin cycle. And he Tips spun up. himself. Yeah, he pretty much just tipped over. <laughs> and then the the clutch moment, Nick Pope saves Jared Bowen's shot. Saves a point. Saves the point. Burnley, hard-earned point. West Ham, disappointing one. You got to be winning those games. Yeah. I mean, not even for title contention, like you were saying, what's holding them back from that, but even top four, you got to be beating Burnley. That's just That's just rough. And you know it's we'll get to the Arsenal game, but their road form is like bad, 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 bad. I think they're like they haven't won in their last seven or something like that. I think I saw on the road. Strange times. No bueno. Speak of, of no good. We got Newcastle here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Leicester, Newcastle, Schmeichel, Serunchu, Evans, Castagna, Thomas, Harvey Bonds. Tielemans, Madison, and Didi, Dewsbury Hall. Dewsbury Hall? Yes. And um, Daka with the start from Zambia. <laughs> <laughs> Drubka, Shar, Lascelles, Lewis, Manquillo, Shelby, ASM, Almiron, Willick, Joe Linton, Callum Wilson for Newcastle. I got to say, I love Dewsbury Hall just for the fact that his name is Dewsbury Hall. Yeah, and that's a double-barreled name. You, that's you love, Dewsbury Hall. You it love, sounds like the most like British thing ever. Like, it really does. Oh, is, Dewsbury Hall. His name Kieran or Keenan? Kieran. Kieran. Yeah, that is very. No, Kieran. Kieran. I don't like that. I don't that's like that either. <laughs> this game starts off with Newcastle just setting themselves up with bad juju. 
Johnny Evans goes down, pulled hammy, and Newcastle are like, you know what? F your shit. We're going to go on the counter attack. <laughs> <laughs> we need goals. And they, they did not score. Almiron did not score. And Lester was not happy one bit that that occurred. And I took that personally. Pretty much. Um, yeah, a lot of this game, it was a little back and forth in terms of chances. I thought, I mean, as you'd expect out of a Newcastle game, ASM was looking good, creating a lot of chances and just dribbling past Lester's midfield which was no bueno um <laughs> lester were kind of able to change up their formation mainly because evans had to come off and they brought on sumari so it was a little different aspect there than they had coming in with the four two three one um but not not many great chances i would say that it, it feels like they i mean newcastle obviously obviously struggled to attack but they really sometimes it's like why do you even have calum wilson out there if you can't get him the ball like at all mm-hmm. it's just so bad so sad to watch um penalty 38th minute madison goes down telemans will take the penalty scores it let me tell you something james madison involvement in all four goals i'm thinking he's back he's back i'm thinking he's, he's back. back uh goes into half one nil lester come out they get this amazing team goal set up by a perfect through ball from Madison to Harvey Barnes, who plays it across the face of net with no defenders in front of him over to DACA for a tap in. And at this point, you just knew it was over for Newcastle. There was no hope. And then Newcastle gives you that, like, the hold possession for, like, a little bit, and it's just Matt Ritchie crosses in, and it's like, this this stinks. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> um, Would you just get relegated already, Newcastle? Pretty much. Uh, yeah, you know, it makes me wonder if, you know, if Madison is playing like this going forward, if maybe Lester drop a little of the more attack-minded guys and add another, I mean, ideally you'd have another center back in there, but even another wide play or something that's a little more defensive-minded. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But it's important to note, no Vardy in this one. Yeah, and I'm they scored four goals. Jamie Vardy, the problem. <laughs> Jamie, the problem. The problem. It was uh, always his fault. Third goal, Tielemans set up for Madison. And then the fourth goal, Madison set uh, from Dhaka. I mean... <laughs> Ends 4-0. Madison just so good in this game. Just so good all over the field. With yeah. that said, he's going against the likes of Isaac Hayden. That's true. Going at him and Mr. Lascelles. Hey, sometimes you just need that confidence boost. You play a Newcastle. True. And you feel good about yourself. And you're like, you know what? I am good. True. I am good. Yeah, it was more of the style of passes and stuff that he was pulling off. They just they would be good against any defense, let mm-hmm. alone newcastle so yeah you can tell there's a difference in his style of play when he feels confident and sometimes you can tell he's really trying too hard to make things happen yes as opposed to just letting the game come naturally yeah so this this was one durubka not many chances to save um schmeichel durubka yeah dubravka dubravka same thing something like that 
The, you mix in some U's, some K's, some some V's. It's something along something those like lines. That. Uh, not a necessarily easy day at the office for Schmeichel, but relatively easy. Only had to face three shots on target, and they're pretty much all right at him. So that's nice too, from his perspective, to actually ease up and the defense can get a clean sheet. I don't know how much of a morale boost it is beating Newcastle 4-0, but maybe if there was a turnaround for Leicester, who knows. But I, or, I or press, is this just one of those Leicester I performances press, where they win? I press X to doubt on this one. Where they win and then, you know, the next game they go back to... That's what I, I think is going to happen. Revert to the mean. Well, I can't wait for the January winter window where Newcastle spends 200 million pounds and still gets relegated. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, it will be. But anyways, moving on. Last game of the week. The last game of the week. Palace Everton. That's right, we're going to Selhurst. Starting off with the lineups. Crystal Palace, you have Guaita in that. Joel Ward, Tarek Mitchell, James Tompkins, revived. Margahi. Kuyate, Will Hughes. First start. Getting a start. Connor Gallagher. Jordan Ayew. Not sure how he's still on the team. Wilfred Zaha. He's out there for that press, bro. And Eduard. No Benteke. Thank the Lord. Everton have Jordan Pickford, Mason Holgate, Michael Keane, Ben Godfrey, Seamus Coleman, Fabian Delph, Damari Gray, Townsend, Ducore, Andre Gomez. He's got a haircut. Looks kind of like... Uh, Oh, what's his name? Vincent Vega. <laughs> John Travolta. And Richarlison leading the line. Only if you could wear the bolo with the Everton kit. So this game started off, Pals had a good start to the game, and then it kind of dropped off. Yeah, they didn't take their chances. Yeah, it didn't take their chances. And then there was there was this lull in the game where the ball would go back and forth. Each team would have it, but not really do anything with it. Yeah. And it took kind of that that good moment later on, 41st minute. Gallagher, the man who cannot be stopped. He was killing it this game. Just running the show. Scores from close range. Gets the assist from IU. And you were asking why he's out there. Okay, IU's still terrible, to be fair. <laughs> out there for the press and to feed Jane or uh, Connor Gallagher. Goes into halftime 1-0. And then 62nd minute. Who other than James Tompkins? Uh, from Will Hughes. From Will Hughes. Off the corner. Off the corner. Very questionable marking by Everton on that corner. You don't like to let anyone just stand in the six-yard box alone? And then did someone say, still on the team? Solomon Rondon called. He said, 2-1. Tap home. Yeah, that was pretty much set up by Gray. Um, or was it Townsend? It was Gray or Townsend. Perfect I close. I think it was Gray. Perfect little setup. Um, all you had to really do was tap it in. I know, which is unbelievable. Legend. <laughs> Legend. 93rd minute, though. Oh. Seamus Coleman was like... It's like in other sports when you see someone try to do like an around the back pass or something and it just goes like terrible and you're like, what the hell was that? Seamus Coleman's like, let me just take this real quick and then kick it to the other team. And then yeah. Gallagher's like, let me just, since there's no one ready on Everton, I'm going to walk this right to the edge of the box. 
and just curl it slash blast it upper 90 chef's kiss nothing mr pickford can do ah you love to see it crystal palace back in form flying at selhurst you love to see it connor gallagher scoring goals you love to see it great times at the selhurst and that brings us match week 17 to match week 17 first game of the match week we got the dean smith derby that's right norwich versus aston villa wow i'm going into the lineups tim cruel max aarons ben gibson coming in there for injured grant hanley kabak brandon williams coming back after not being available against united gilmore Sorensen, mclean plachetta todd cantwell and timo Puki. i'll tell you what Sorensen looked kind of decent out there in this game. He was doing stuff. Can't argue with that. From Villa's side, Martinez, Cash, Target, Consa, Mings, Louise, McGinn, Ramsey, Buendia coming in, Watkins, and Ashley Young getting second consecutive starts. Yes. So this one started off, John McGinn nearly got one of his classic own, no. Own goals? Sorry. Bangers. Classic banger. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> Didn't go in. I liked how the announcer, when he took it, was like, you cannot give John McGinn that much space on that left foot. You just cannot do it. He's just like going off as if they like. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the James Tom, leaving James Tompkins wide open for it to happen. True. You, you can't be doing these in life. Things. <laughs> you just can't let it happen. And this is one of those uh, things. But Villa had... Uh, some good attacking play, pushing Norwich back into their own third, not really letting them have too much of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Norwich, anytime they would get the ball, they'd go forward, but it kind of kind of would just stop at yeah. the final third, and it's like, okay, well, we don't know what to do. What now? We don't know what to do. Pookie, where are you? Uh, I'm gonna try and pass to you, and then we're <laughs> gonna lose the ball, and then Villa will have the ball for ten more minutes. 34th minute. Or they'll just counterattack like this one. Yeah, 34th minute. Jacob Ramsey, what a run. What a goal. Outstanding effort. I mean, he's nice really... Nice little hold up and flick on kind of pass by um, Watkins as well, the spring mm-hmm. Ramsey, but terrific run. One on two. Plays him perfectly to create the space. Kroll can't stop it. Yeah, he's really having a breakout season. Yeah, Ramsey. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's got a lot going for him um, in terms of his game because he has a lot of attack-minded presence about him, but he does possess that work rate as if he's like a really, you know, hard-nosed eight for you out mm-hmm. there. So Yeah. Great watching him grow and develop as a player. Goes into halftime, 1-0, Villa leading the Dean Smith derby. This was sad. 50th mini, 50th, mini. 50th minute, Kenny McLean nearly threw on goal after a mistake. The slip. Out of the back from Villa. Ooh, that was a rough one. Luckily for them, Norge weren't able to capitalize on that one. And then 55th minute. Yes, that's right. Sam Byram. You, you remember him? Is, yes, West Ham legend. Somehow avoids a red card. On a just horrid tackle. Yeah, I I couldn't believe that one either. 
<laughs> it's like, how is this not a red card? He just flies in completely high and reckless. I think it was out of pity for Norwich being so terrible. Yeah, he tried to say, let me bring let me bring it down to 10 men real quick here. Yeah. 87th minute, Ollie Watkins wide open at the back post. Nice ball from Chukwameka. And Villa doubles their lead and caps off the win in the Dean Smith Derby. That's right, Dean Smith lost in the Dean Smith Derby. It's a sad time for Dean Smith. Yep. Norwich kind of falling off. We kind of lost faith in them. We bailed on them. We sold all, all our Norwich stock when <laughs> yeah. they couldn't upset Wolves. We bought we low, low and sold low. <laughs> yeah, but slightly higher than the low, low. Uh, Penny two, stocks is what they are. Pretty much. 2-0 for Villa. Hey, man, you got to you gotta win those if you're Villa. Yeah, for sure. That's all that matters. Now we go on to one. To the chaos match. <laughs> this is just a disgusting game. In so many aspects to watch. Your annual Leeds beatdown. <laughs> yeah. Get over here. Lineups. We're looking at Adairson, Ruben Diaz, John Stones, Zinchenko, Laporte, Grealish, Rodri, De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Mares, Foden, as far as Leeds go, Melier, Ailing, Furpo, Yorente, Shackleton, Forshaw, Rafinha, Tyler Roberts, Stuart Dallas, Jack Harrison, Dan, James. So, Virtually the same lineups as over the weekend. They just left them out there. They like go out there. And for Leeds, pure embarrassment. It the whole game was just city. And honestly, early on there was a few chances they didn't take. And then it was just City took advantage of every chance. Like every time they would shoot, it would go in. Yeah. Their expected goals was like two point five. Yeah. And somehow they got seven. Which is crazy. That's why it's like expected goals for this. If you saw where they were, it's like, how is it not like five? Yeah. Should have been at least five. No. Um, yeah, I, th- I would say we can walk through the goals, but I feel like the main thing to take away from this is Leeds defense and their midfield, specifically the defensive aspect of the midfield without Kevin, Calvin Phillips, is so horrendous. <laughs> They're so disorganized, and they're just on different levels at so many points. And there will be times where guys just don't go out to mark guys, and they let them take shots, a.k.a. the De Bruyne goal. Yeah. They just like let him pop from the edge of the box. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, when you go into the game with, with your back four being Furpo, Luke Ayling, who just came back from injury, Lorente, and Shackleton. Shackleton. And you have to put Ayling as a center back because you don't have any other center back, and he's normally a fullback. And you have no defensive midfielder. It's going to be rough. Yeah, I would say the main takeaways from this game, Mares, maybe he can get rolling here. You know, if they're actually going to maybe, potentially, perhaps, sell Fernand Torres, we saw how important he was start of the year. Maybe they would consider actually selling him if Mars is playing like this because he was killing it today, especially his passing was in Fuego. I'd say the sad thing is Nathan Ake got subbed on and scored. That's how you know it's really bad. John Stones was free in the box for his goal, like to dribble around, and he took a shot that was roofed, of course, because it's John Stones. The pure goal scorer, John Stones. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd say, like I said at the start, like the only missed chance, Bernardo Silva missed one early, and after that, everything else was just in. So another important note for that, Jack Grealish scoring. Can he get rolling? Can this city? Or was it just Leeds? Yeah, this, I don't know if there's much to say about that game is there could there be any other takeaways other than leeds defense equals poop emoji and yeah, man city leads are equals running out good. of players yeah i mean they were struggling before the whole covid outbreaks mm-hmm. and stuff now and it's now it's even worse and they don't have calvin phillips mm-hmm. so we're moving on to an actual game a night to forget for leeds brighton they just hate manchester they can't win. True. They get wrecked at United. They get wrecked at City. Um, Brighton, Hove Albion, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Bobby Sanchez, Tariq Lamptey, Kukurea, Dan Byrne, Joel Veltman, Basuma, Mwepu, Motor, Connolly, Trossard, March for Brighton. So a little rotation there out of Brighton um, as they didn't play Tottenham over the weekend. So this was their main game of the week. Wolves, Jose Saw, Connor Cody, Killman, Saiz, Marcel getting subbed in because Ait Nuri hurt pre-match. It's messed up. Yeah, unlucky. Especially Ait Nuri. He's playing really well. Best player out there for Wolves at the moment. Neves, Semedo, Montinho, Pudence, Trincao, Huang He Chan. To the game we go. Not a ton of chances early on. Main note in the first half. Chan getting hurt. Your, yeah. Your man, the South Korean. Yeah. Down. It's just not good for Wolves. I mean, especially at a time when you're struggling to score goals and then your striker goes down. What are you going to do other than bring on Adama Chiori? Bring on the oily man. Rub the, him with some oil. They bring him on. He didn't really help much in this game, at least in the first half. Um, you know, Brighton, Bright, you know what Brighton did in this game, Sam? Tell me. They put in a Southampton performance. Uh-oh. They were, they were killing it for the first, from the onset of the game until I would say like the 40th minute or so. They were the better team. They're holding possession. They look, they just look like they were actually kind of threatening at times. And then Wolves go down have a chance, don't score, corner, cleared out by Brighton, Ruben Neves, oof. Beautiful. Oof, little dink. It's got a lot of backspin. There's a lot of backspin on that ball. (laughs) Saiz, far post, right before half. The first time, Shaq. Pretty, pretty brutal for Brighton to have to deal with that. As, you know, they've been struggling for goals, and, you know, this game, they didn't have ton in the first half but it felt like they had more chances and slightly better chances than wolves yet here they are down one nil welcome to southampton's world brighton yeah things have really taken a turn for the worst for brighton i mean it's it got bad pretty fast the goals really dried up i mean the i guess that was the first half that was the first half the muepu chance Mm-hmm. We put it over the bar. I thought that was the early second half. But it was first half. Yeah. That was terrible. 
that has to be in. Yeah. From three yards out. Three yards out. Nice shot by Trossard. Saved. Right to Dan Byrne. Rather than shoot it, passes it. And you might think, oh, that's crazy. No, Mwepu's wide open. No one's marking him. And he puts it over from about three yards out. Yeah. That's when it all went wrong. So they actually did complete the... to do that. (laughs) They they did complete the Southampton experience. Look good. Miss an easy chance. Yes. Blow the game. Three stars. Oh God, that's frightening for for Brighton. <laughs> um, second half it was mainly. Honestly, Wolves were able to hit on the counter quite a bit. Um, especially it was Podence had two really good chances and then just shot it right at Bobby Sanchez. I don't know what that was, but I mean, I guess what you'd say that is is Wolves football. Yeah. Just not taking your chances. Uh. Troy didn't have much of an impact when he came on for Wolves, and it remains to be seen what his purpose is for this team. But, I mean, no Jimenez. They lose Huang Hee Chan. They score a goal. You know, next man up, I guess. We're finding out that these guys are the issue. Raul Jimenez, problem at Wolves. You might think he's too good. He's the best player. No, he's the issue. Jamie Vardy issue at Leicester simple as <laughs> Premier League legend no fraud, <laughs> fraud yes yes um before we wrap this one up the pl- the 10 added minutes that had to be added on for the refing yes this, was obscene this was a classic <laughs> Premier League moment that'll go down in the history books not for anything that happened in terms of gameplay but for the fact that Mr. Tony Harrington had some real struggles with his microphone communication device. Not he, once, but, but twice. twice. When he just took off the second time for the tunnel to put a new shirt on, that was so funny. Because it was like... <laughs> it's like seven, a player that's got to run off and take a poo. Or I was thinking more like he had blood on his shirt or something. <laughs> but, you know, same thing. Same thing. Uh, yeah, that that was unbelievable. 10 minutes, 10 minutes that took two separate times. Disgusting. Next game should be Palace Southampton. And Palace Southampton it is. Jack Butlin, welcome back to the Premier League. What, Stoke is back (laughs) in the Premier League? Oh, my God, wow. They really blew it with him. They should have sold him for like 25, 30 mil when they could have. Now he's sitting at like 250K value. Uh, Joel Ward, Tyrek Mitchell, James Tompkins, Mark Grahy, Kuyate, Will Hughes, another start, unbelievable, Connor Gallagher, Jordan Ayew, Wilf Zaha, Edward, Southampton, we're looking, Caballero, Walker-Peters, Lankow, Levermento, Salisu, Romeu, Smallbone, getting, uh, I think, yeah, definitely first start of the year for him, Ward-Prowse, Redmond, Brausia, and Tella in there, so some rotation up front. Imagine before the season if I had told you Jack Butlin is going to face off against Willie Caballero. Someone put money on that. <laughs> and I then would. there's going to be William Smallbone. William Smallbone. Ireland's legend. with Billy Big Bone. <laughs> <laughs> to the match, two minutes in, Southampton, normally the fast starters, fall asleep. They give the ball away. Palace with a mini little quick counter. The Wilf 
the wolf. Party He's times. Here. Two minutes in. He, I think this is his. I think they said fourth or fifth goal against Southampton's career. He and hates it's already Southampton. Like, it's already like his fifth or sixth goal of the Premier League season. Normally, that's like his end of season total. So yeah, great year for Mr. Wilfred Zaha. After that, little back and forth spells of possession. Um, most of it for Southampton kind of just ended up in wild, erratic shots from guys that shouldn't be shooting. Oreo Romeo outside the box and, you know, nothing spectacular. As far as uh, Palace go, they had James Tompkins had another chance early on, far post. The goal shot, scorer. Shot right at Willie Caballero. Big save from a big-time legend out there. <laughs> from one Premier League legend to the next. And then Palace with another kind of counterattack, except this time it was Zaha breaking it, and then the pass to Edward. Edward, not the best shot. Not the best shot. Took it first time, sliced it, little roller, wide. Got to do better. Got to at least put it on that. Ben Teke would have scored that. Perhaps. <laughs> One out of five <laughs> times. Perhaps. One out of five times he would have roofed it for a perfect shot. Um, Southampton, able to come down. They win a free kick, and Sam's guy, the specialist, they call him. James what a player. Ward what Prowse. a player. Stunning. <laughs> England's finest. 50 million player at that. Just a peach of a free kick. We got people dropping their phones out here. Please stand by. Um, and it's James Ward Prowse scoring a stunning free and then kick. Runs across the field because he did his one thing that he's good at. 50 million pounds, please. Uh. Then they answer virtually right back, Southampton, out of nowhere. They answer their own goals. Yes. I am the one who knocks. Kyle Walker-Peters to Mr. Brogia. Brogia is just, he's killing it. Can't argue with that. I'd rather pay 50 million pounds for Brogia than Ward-Prowse. Are we sure Chelsea's not going to win the Premier League next year with Brogia and Connor Gallagher leading the line? Whoa. <laughs> Let's go <laughs> subscribe to that timeline. Yes. Um so it's not half. gonna be under Tuchel, it'll be under some Alan Pardew. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. It's that's the only way. Pure chaos. <laughs> Big Sam. Uh halftime two one. Palace come out of this attacking. Oh god, Southampton it. with a lead. Yeah. Would you believe it? They blew it. <laughs> Right out of half, Mr. Ayu with a goal. Sam says he's useless, and he he's popping useless. off. What's that, his first goal in like 70 appearances? He's absolutely popping off. The pressing forward, the pressing forward man. 2-2. <laughs> uh, this one, after that, there weren't a ton of chances. I'd say the main thing to see was Anderson got subbed back on. For Palace, so maybe shortly he'll be returning soon. Bless. Um, yeah, I mean, eventually Southampton ended the game with like three yellows in what felt like two minutes because they're just time wasting. But you know, Southampton after going down one nil inside two minutes and they get a point, you'd say, "Oh, that's good." But then you realize as the game went on, you're like, "Oh, they should have won." 
What was that stat about Southampton if the game ended at halftime? They'd be in second place in the Premier League. That is disturbing. They're in 15th. Something <laughs> something really strikes you deep when you hear that they one. They are in 15th rather than second. That's one of those you wake up in the middle of the night like, ah, 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 we're in 15th place. <laughs> we keep losing games and losing points, dropping points. Let me tell you about dropping points. West Ham on the road oh boy. at the Emirates. The Just as fortress. we said, Arsenal fell off the wagon. They're right back on it. Right back on the wagon. And there's 11 best friends on the wagon. Ramsdale, Tierney, Ben White, Benjamin. Don't call me Ben. My name's Benjamin White. Gabriel, not to be confused with Gabriel. Tomiyasu, Thomas Partey, Saka, Jaka, Martinelli, Odegaard, and Laka. From the West Ham side, you have Fabianski, Sufal, Craig Dawson, Issa Diop, Arthur Masuaku, Pablo Fernandes, Lanzini, Bowen, Sushek, Rice, and Antonio. So pretty much the same from Arsenal. Yeah. West this, Ham trying to mix it up with... This, this one a little more controversial, this oh, game. It's going to get spicy. This game a little more controversial. Uh why don't you kick it off? All right, so yeah, the first half, Arsenal was really controlling the ball well, I thought. A, a little unexpectedly so, that Arsenal yeah. were doing as well as they were in the first half. You could tell, though, that there was that threat on the counter from West Ham. Mm-hmm. I mean, you always got to be aware of that from West Ham. Yes. You know, they have great counterattack in play. There were a couple moments in the in the first half that yeah. I thought could have been penalties. Yes. They weren't called. A, a, a little frustratingly so. At least one of them was was frustrating. And and, and you're going into this game, Arsenal are doing well and you're just waiting for, for the, the West pull. Ham. You're waiting the for the rug pull. Yeah. Arsenal blows it, and West Ham pulls through. But it goes into halftime, nil-nil. Arsenal looking the better team. They come out of halftime. Who is that? Gabriel Martinelli. Odegaard, beautiful through ball to Martinelli with just a sublime finish. Absolute class finish on the run. You love to see it. Hank loves to see it so much he brought it up earlier in the podcast what a goal what an absolutely beautiful goal truly was i honestly just for most of this game just felt like arsenal kind of dominated west ham yeah it was surprising you didn't i'm sure you didn't feel it as you were saying but as a neutral it kind of felt like there's no way arsenal wasn't gonna at least draw this game let alone win i was just concerned because we were playing so well and it's like, oh, God, this is where things go very poorly. That's fair. But the moment of controversy. Shufal. 67th minute. Arsenal win a penalty. Shufal tackles. Was it, was it Lacazette? Lacazette. It was Lacazette. Yep. Gets the second yellow card. Controversial. Yes. What are your thoughts on that penalty? I'm not allowed to speak. 
<laughs> All right, so, I can, I can so Hank speak. thinks it was not a penalty. I think it was a penalty, but I think it was less of a penalty than the ones in the first half. That's that's fair. And I think it was unfortunate that in this scenario that Sufal got a second yellow card because you can't like VAR review a second yellow card. Yeah. Which is kind of strange. And so pretty much But I guess if you're going to do the pen, it would make sense that you can't just do the the yellow card. Pretty much they were forced into keeping this as a penalty because he gave the yellow card. Yeah. Because if you say, no, it's not a penalty, but you still sent him off. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Then we got some big issues. Yeah. And I think they realized that, and they just had to give the penalty. I mean, he did get, he did go over the ball quite a bit. Yeah. He, he got the ball, but then he got a lot of the guy. It's a lot like the Rafinha one against Chelsea, mm-hmm. that first penalty. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think it was quite as controversial as... Uh, a lot of people were making it, but I would agree. I don't think it was. Uh, I think there were more egregious ones in the first half. Yeah. But I would still have given this as a penalty. Yeah, overall, I think this this match was refereed very poorly. Who was it? It was Anthony Taylor, which you would expect. The bald man. He's like kind of the second in line behind Michael Oliver. And this was a very poorly refed game. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Lacazette. Gets the penalty saved. Says, ball don't lie. I'll let you save this. Fabianski this game, I mean, this year we've talked about how good he is, but he was killing it this game too. Yeah. A lot of big saves. Mad respect to Fabianski. I mean, he's been outstanding. But then the man, the myth, the legend, Emil Smith-Rowe, gets subbed on and just he does what he does. What are you going to do? He scored just a peach of a goal. What are you going to do? That man should, uh, he was in my shortlist for... No, maybe he was in the top half of the others for player of the year, but he's got to be moving up. He's yeah, dude, he's killing it right now. I thought uh, Saka had a really good game mm-hmm. in this one. Yeah, I think the Arsenal attack is really starting Clicking. to click. Yes, it, it's less so of that like unsure of what to do, and mm-hmm. more just kind of determined. We're gonna put some shots on net and really force their hand. The U ball, rip the rip U ball. Please stay away forever. <laughs> but rip but you have to say there are some defensive frailties in Arsenal. Yes. I oh, mean, we've seen that countless times this year. Yeah. With that said, West Ham's attack lately has been not That's as true. potent. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think Arsenal. It, it definitely was a good time to catch West Ham, mm-hmm. having some injuries at the back. Um, Antonio's been in pretty poor form. Yes. You catch West Ham maybe earlier in the season, eh, you know, maybe the game goes Tougher. a different way. Yes. Especially Arsenal's form early in the season, eh, you know. Who knows? But Arsenal pick up three points. 2-0. Move into fourth place. Big a very time. comfortable. Big time. You don't, warm and fuzzy. Sam has got rid of place. the Champions League out of his memory. He'll have to reinstall it at some point. At some point, but I'm not doing it yet. No, you can't do it yet. Yeah, West Ham, I mean, minus the Chelsea game where they had a bunch of things go their way, haven't looked super, super good in a while, and it came down to a Shoss 
Not to mention not to mention we went past this game already and I didn't really mention it, but the Palace Southampton game, Edward with a shoss. That ended up being an assist. But they didn't give him the assist because it was such a bad shot. <laughs> <laughs> but power at the shots of the week. Podcast. Yeah, the shots of the week. New bit. Uh, Someone needs to make that a t shirt. We this, love our shots. This game was worse than Everton's starting lineup. We have Chelsea Everton. <laughs> Mendy, Rudiger, Silva, Dave. Alonso, Jorginho, Loftus-Cheek, Reese James, Pulisic back in the starting lineup. They don't really have choice. Did someone say number nine Pulisic? <laughs> Mason Mount, Hakim Ziyech. As for Everton, we have Pickford, John Joe Kenny, Mason Holgate, Michael Keane, Ben Godfrey, Jared Branthwaite, Ducore, Iwobi, Gomez, Gordon, Ellis Sims. Sometimes, you know what they say, Sam? You play that you gotta play the game. Anyone can win. <laughs> and with that stinker of a lineup, Everton were looking terrible. That first half, <laughs> Chelsea had like four hundred passes and I don't think Everton had a hundred. It it was literally just constantly rattling off shots and getting saved. Yeah. Pickford Pickford good game save wise. Mm-hmm. Distribution wise, as we know from him. Very, very bad. Thank you very much. Very, very bad. Everyone had a really good chance in the first half for Chelsea. James, Mount, both had one-on-ones with the keep. Ziyech. Ziyech had one as well. Pulisic had one where if he's positioned a little better, he doesn't have to just do a back heel flick. He can actually just get a regular shot off. Yeah. Tough stuff. Not to mention, free header for... Sam's Fulham favorite, Ruben Loftus cheek that like hits off his like back, like neck slash shoulder when he had a free header mm-hmm. and it went inches wide. If he gets that on his forehead, it's probably in. Yeah, at this point, you know, bad things are happening. When Chelsea just are pouring on the shots and, and not scoring just goals. Just can't. Not even a. You know what would have happened if Timo Werner played in this game? He would have scored and he would have been offside. Yes. <laughs> and they reversed That's it. all it was lacking. <laughs> Some Timo Werner offsides. Uh, as far as Everton go, they were just sitting back, hoping and praying. Uh, Chelsea, though, finally. They finally get the breakthrough. Everton open up for, I guess, not whatever reason. But the part that was confusing to me about Everton going for it is they had Ducore dribble the ball upfield on like a three-on-three. That's your best player. He's your midfield defensive presence, and you're just going to let him run away. Yeah, but he's also like the best creator (laughs) as as well for Everton. At that point, you'd probably want Gomez doing it just because at least you'd have Ducore back. But anyways, Chelsea win it off Everton. Yeah. Fast counterattack and then what do we got we got reese james playing it through the mount with the rip for the goal one nil so after all the struggle chelsea have the lead and then well i guess it happened before the goal but five minutes before the goal thomas tuckle subs on the official worst good player of all time in premier league history saul not that man. Not this guy. Ah, not 
this guy. <sighs> Parents in the crowd are shielding their children's eyes. Look away. Look away. Everton won a free kick. Questionable foul. I don't know why that was yeah, given. It I don't... was a very questionable yeah. foul. Send in Anthony Gordon. Fantastic ball. Hmm. Fantastic ball. With that said, Saul left his man. Where are you, Saul? He just bailed to some other guy for, like, no reason. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Branthwaite, back post, tap in. Just had to get anything on it. Out for lunch. One to one. And it felt like Chelsea used up all their luck in the Leeds game. Yeah. And they couldn't get anything going. That was karma for, for Rudy, Rudiger being that way. You know, yes. Trolling. Yeah, it it was bad. It was very bad for Chelsea to blow this one. Goes out 1-1. Not even a real good chance for Chelsea after Everton scored. They had chances, but didn't really do much with it. Mm -hmm. Bad, bad, bad result. Yeah, it's a real stinker, to say the least. (laughs) Oh. This is like, you know, breaking down Chelsea, City, and Liverpool for who are favorites is like trying to... If you're picking through, like a potential girlfriend or something, and you're like you're breaking down their weakness, and you look at this Chelsea Everton result, and it's like it's like a girl having like a really bad tattoo or something, or like she has like a stench to her, and you're like, oh my god, she has a stench. You're like, oh my god, you're so beautiful but so smelly. <laughs> it's so terrible. Chelsea take a big hit in the title race just for that alone. Liverpool, the other team in the title race. Keep on trucking, but we thought maybe, just maybe, there had been a little something-something to this one. Allison, Konate, Robertson, uh, Van Dyke was out, so they had to go Matip. Yeah, a few p- positive COVID tests shortly before the game. Mm-hmm. Alexander-Arnold, Thiago, Henderson, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Mane, Sala, Diego, Jota, Drabka. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying it wrong on purpose now. Just the Dubka, Berdubka, Berdubka. It's a uh, Cordoba, Darton, Brubravka, Cher, <laughs> Lascelles, Jamal Lewis, Manquillo, Joe Linton, Shelby, Hayden, Frazier, Jacob Murphy, and then we have Alan Saint Maximin. Somewhere out there, the Slovaks are getting real upset with this podcast. Then come on here and teach me how to say it. Come on. Teach me come how on. to say it. Um, Weekly bit of a Slovakian of the week. <laughs> this one started off with just a counterattack for a John Joe Shelby goal, and I had a big smile on my face. Not because I hate or cheer against Liverpool or love Newcastle and cheer for Newcastle. But the fact that it's John Joe Shelby scoring against Liverpool. You love spectacular. that. Spectacular. Big game player. John Joe. <laughs> Name and light. The glory. All that heavenly glory of scoring at Anfield. And after that, it all went downhill. There for was Newcastle. no more glory. There was there was no more glory and there sure as hell was no defense. Jota in the 21st minute. Did you, what did you think about that? Cause that, it was a head injury. Yeah. 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 I mean, but, but he was, he was faking the head injury. So 
I know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, I don't know. Just it's one of those though, because there's guys that'll do that in midfield, and it's practically given no matter what. But just because it's in the box now, you're not gonna call. I don't know. You with know, that one. I can't argue with it though. If if you're gonna go down like that and just force the referee into making that decision, it's kind of deserved. It's, it's deserved not quite. When they don't call it. Yeah, it's not quite as bad as the like De Gea against Arsenal and people were like at the start of that game were like what is that he got you know he's down and below that it's like that's different he got like stepped on got stepped on by his own teammate (laughs) he crashed into his teammate and bonked heads in this one and they're you know they're all about player safety so I thought it was a little strange they didn't call it but it's Liverpool then again yeah Jota scores 1-1 and then Mo Salah four minutes later off crap goal of the week just the most terrible back pass. Mane's on it. Would have been a penalty if Salah yeah. wasn't there to tap it in. Yeah. Who knows if they get a card or anything like that. But goes 2-1. I'd say the other highlight was the Mo Salah lookalike in the crowd for Sam. Yeah, I wish I could broadcast this this video, but there was a Mo Salah lookalike that looked kind of like a crossover between Mo Salah and... Uh, a hobbit from Lord of the Rings. So he was kind of like a mini version of Mo Salah. I mean, he, he looked like he was a hobbit, and it was pretty amazing. Salah from the Shire, that's coming on a T-shirt near you. You'd love to see it. Buy our merch. Um, Yeah, there wasn't much going on in this one. It was a lot of Liverpool kind of holding the ball. It was very much like the Villa game, you know, Liverpool able to take their chances early on, but then kind of things drying up. I feel like the best chance was out of half when Mane had a header off like a set piece. I think that was around like the 50-something or 60th minute. So there just wasn't much going on in this one um, until Alexander-Arnold just ripped one. Yeah, they went from two completely crap goals to just an absolutely thunderbolt of a goal i mean just an absolute rocket i'd like to know what the speed on that bad boy was because that thing looked fast in slow motion dart and marubka got a uh, fingertip on that one but to no avail Blew his finger right off pretty much Firmino with the assist how about that finishes 3-1 um yeah we're getting to the point it's hard to have like takeaways from these games unless the result is like insanity from that one it's like what else are you gonna say at liverpool three yeah liverpool against newcastle well we know newcastle is terrible surprising they scored a goal yes but then after that they're not gonna score four goals no it's (laughs) and they're not gonna not concede you know at least like two probably i don't know it'll be interesting to see what they do in the in the winter window do they even try to spend I don't know if they will. Or they just what if accept they, it. If you bring in guys and then you go down anyways and they don't want to be on your team in the championship. Yeah. I mean. Then you have a bunch of guys on too high wages because uh, you paid them a lot to come play for Newcastle. Unless you want to get guys from anywhere from like 10th place to 15th place teams. Yeah. And you're just trying to patch together a team that way with a few guys. But it's like, are those teams going to want to sell? Exactly. Unless it's, what about James Ward-Prowse for 50 mil? Well, yeah, that's signed, sealed, delivered. 
<laughs> um, in that case, Newcastle won't stay up anyways. Yeah, that that's yeah. true. Moving on, we're scheduled to have five games this weekend. A whopping Should have been five. ten. Should have been ten. Going to be five. What are you, what is your take on the should they give them a break or not? Yes or no, real quick. You know, some teams are arguing they want a two week break. I mean, really, it doesn't solve anything. It mm-hmm. just means that late in the season, when there already is no time left, yeah, that there's going to be like games Even less every time. day. Yeah, I would say yeah. It's the main thing is the scheduling, and then I don't know. I, skeptical on terms of what a week or two does for some of these teams. There's still probably going to be a good amount of guys that are yeah. going to have COVID going through the squad. So the guys who have it right now, sure, they'll be able to return and get some training sessions in. But what about the guys that might get it yeah. in the future and the rest of the team and stuff? So And, and you got to say, it just seems to make more sense. Like if you can play games, you should be playing them. Yeah. There's Even, no reason to, to postpone games that can be played. He might just have to suck it up and put some youth guys out there. Like what? Yeah. I, I don't know what else to tell you, but it is look- tough. I could definitely see the other side too of saying like postpone it. Yeah. And it's like give yourself some time. But then like you said with the schedule, it's it's just a mess. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, also it's on teams to, you know, if they need to step up their enforcement of COVID restrictions. COVID restrictions. And stuff. I know Arsenal have kind of gone back to more so what they were like at the at the start of the restart. Yeah, they still don't really stringent. have... I was going to say a lot of teams don't have like distancing or mm-hmm. necessarily... I think a good amount probably have like mask enforcement still, but I don't, I don't know for sure. Yeah, and the, the testing, like Arsenal, I know they have to like take a test in their car before they can even enter the training facility, so... So, you know, I think there's steps that can be taken, but hopefully things get better. Yeah, that's all we can hope for. Uh, we would hate to see if they, you know, stop the games or, you know, stop letting fans in the games. Don't want that to happen again. No. Dark times. Sad times. Very sad times. But we got five games. Let's break them down. First one, the Claret Derby, Aston Villa versus Burnley. Out of the Claret Cup. Villa Park. Between Villa, Burnley, and West Ham. Well, the somehow it was a draw between Burnley and West Ham, and Burnley advanced to the Claret Blue final. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how this one works out. Um, yeah, I with this one, Villa should be more in attack and able to possess the ball. Uh, very much like the, well, I guess not very much like the Norwich game because Norwich had the ball for a decent amount of it, so Villa probably have it a little more. Uh, but this might end up being. You might even say like that Palace Villa game where Villa really had a strong hold on the game. Um, but Villa defenses look solid so far, but they haven't really faced like a team that, because when they've had to defend, they've been kind of back and comfortable. Burnley kind of like to push it on the counter. We'll see how that goes um, in terms of Villa holding possession and having the counter against them. What are you looking for in this game? This one, I expect this one to kind of go similar to the Norwich game in terms of maybe the game style for Villa. You know, I think it'll be not too difficult. Burnley kind of lack that end product similar to Norwich. You know, yeah. maybe they test them a little more, but I, 
I have my doubts on that. I think I think Villa will come away with another 2-0 win on this. I'm going to go 2-1. I'm going to say Dwight McNeil scores his first goal. I would love to see it. Leeds, Arsenal, Elland Road. Everything looking good for Arsenal. Everything looking bad for Leeds. Is this another Everton? Trap game. Yeah. Very well could be. You never know with Leeds, especially if they play Mr. Gelhardt on your head. True. Then rip to Arsenal's defense. Yeah, I'd like to see Arsenal really dominate in this one, score some goals, capitalize on the poor defense of Leeds. Millsmith throw start? I would say they probably keep rocking the same starting lineup. Okay. I mean, Odegaard is in in great form as well. Yeah, it's hard to say who they'd take off and stuff. Yeah, I would say the main thing is just let's see if uh, let's see if Arsenal's defense can still hold up against Leeds because sometimes Leeds can get a little frisky in attack. Yeah, especially with Rafinha, mm-hmm. um, who is pretty much relegated to a defense only role in that City game. <laughs> he couldn't get anything going in attack, and he's out there having to tackle and get interceptions and stuff. Not his forte. So yeah, um, I'm gonna go with Arsenal three one. I'm going to say Arsenal 4-0. You hear that? It's when Arsenal gets cocky and yeah, then it all goes down. Yeah, that's concerning. Now. Everyone red flag. Newcastle, City, St. James Park. 7-0 again? <laughs> Maybe. Um, Yeah, I want to see if City... I want to see how well it carries over from that Leeds game in terms of the guys that were really, really looking good out there in terms of uh Mara's Foden De Bruyne see how those guys are which one of those guys can keep popping off I want to see Newcastle do something crazy and maybe get a goal get a second win upset City just to make it crazy it would be pretty nuts I would love to see I that I couldn't imagine it I'm gonna go 3-0 City be absolutely insane I'm gonna say 4-1 City Wolves, Chelsea, this game might just be a nil-nil draw and no one can do anything about it. At the Molyneux. um, There's at most like one goal in this game. What are you going to be looking at in this game? Well, it sounds like Chelsea's only fit central midfielder is going to be Saul. So that's concerning. Yeah, what are you going to do? And then you have Wolves who... Maybe saving up for one game. You know, Wolves don't look like scoring very much either. So can can Mason Mount score again? Keep going? You know, that thing with the Chelsea thing that was crazy too is how bad Salas looked in midfield. Mm-hmm. And they took off Alonso and put on Saul to kind of shadow that left side. It was almost like a wing back, but not fully wing back. Yeah. Chelsea got a they gotta buy someone. <laughs> they gotta buy someone. <laughs> they gotta terminate the loan and buy someone. Um, yeah, I mean, can Mount make it what five and five? I think he has four goals in the last four games. Can he score five? Yeah, They're gonna like need that. him. They're gonna need him. Maybe uh, this feels like a Pulisic, maybe two goal game out of nowhere or something too. You know, he's known for that. We'll go two one Chelsea. I'm gonna say one nil Chelsea. Mason Mount scores a game. Tottenham, we haven't seen them in decades. Ooh. 
and Liverpool. Oh, you mean Game in Hand FC? Uh, I mean, we don't know what the hell to expect from Tottenham. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, because some of the guys they've had on this COVID issue, how many training sessions have they had? That's the thing I'm always concerned with, with sports and COVID, in terms of when you're looking at performance of athletes, because mm-hmm. a lot of these guys, they can't do anything when you have COVID. Yeah. You just kind of have to sit there, and then your conditioning goes to hell. Right. So I don't know who's going to be fit for Tottenham. I don't know who's been practicing a lot and how many training sessions they got. Or is Liverpool? I know what they're doing. You know, I'll be curious, though, Liverpool, with with those three positive tests, I wouldn't be surprised if that kind of escalates into more. It could. I mean, you really would think that would happen the way things have been going. You'd think, but who knows. I'm going to go with a Liverpool 3-0. I'm going to say this game doesn't happen. It has to. You have to give a prediction. This is how the podcast works. Okay, yeah, in a hypothetical I mean, I universe where this game happens, I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Wow. Wow. Look at that. Wow. But this game's not going to happen. I believe that 100%. That's my spicy hot dick. Here's one prediction I need from you. How many of the Boxing Day games are we going to have? There's supposed to be nine. There's supposed to be nine. Okay, let's see. Liverpool versus Leeds. Eh, it probably won't happen. Wolves versus Watford. Maybe. Burnley versus Everton. That'll happen. Those are some tough, tough folk. Man City versus Leicester. Should happen unless yeah, one of their teams. Norwich Arsenal should happen. Spurs, Palace. That might be Tottenham's first game back. That might be first game back. West Ham, Southampton. That should happen. Villa, Chelsea. That should happen. Brighton, Brentford. Maybe. Newcastle United, maybe. What about Newcastle United? <laughs> Newcastle Man <laughs> U. Look, look, listen. <laughs> look, look, listen. Premiership Brutal Podcast. Mm. So hopefully we have some some games to talk about this weekend. I mean, there's five. Can I get um, a prediction out of you? Out of out of me for what? For the five games. For the five games, how many are played? Or? No, just a. Your grand old weekly prediction. Oh, oh, my my spicy hot take. Yeah. I'm going to say another goal from Jacob Ramsey. Oh, yeah. yeah. How about that? Maybe maybe an Odegaard goal or assist. How he's, about a goal been, and assist? Cool. Yeah. One roll it out. It is Leeds. We go, I got Leeds. Jack Grealish scores against Newcastle. Oh, my goodness. That Stop it. Because Newcastle's defense. John Joe Shelby scores a hat trick. <laughs> that now that that I can confirm will happen. I'm looking into the future, and that confirmed to be happening. Anything else before we wrap this one up? No, I just hope we have an episode next week. <laughs> I do too. It's gonna be sad. It's gonna be sad. I hope all five can play. If not, it's gonna be. I'd hope for sure four, but I don't know with Chelsea, and I don't know with Liverpool, Tottenham. Yeah, games. Who knows. This might be just a three-game special episode where we just dissect everything about every single minute of the game. They just want us to really have a bunch of podcasts in like April and March. Oh my god, we're like rattling them off like every two days. (laughs) There's too many games. We would have no choice but to just do the recaps like last episode. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, there's been five games since we last. (laughs) 
And that was yesterday. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Premiership Perusal Podcast. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your Twitter, podcast. Instagram, anything. Twitter, Instagram, we're everywhere. On it. Premiership Perusal. Thank you and good night.